Jay Baba, Jay Baba. Jay Baba, boom, boom. The music that comes from you. Yo, this is a poem that's written from notes on how to play the flute combined with uh, my recent experience tonight on the island and the feeling of rocks being coming up from the ocean and that they've been moved by glaciers. The music that comes from you, flat fingers, the amount of air, the more your fingers know, the more they will explore. The tone is carved, blowing right, is told by the tone of the flute, going up and down scale one through five, pentatonic minor harmonies and smooth, all fiber related, third hole from the top, is the next level drum rattle and flute get to know your operations how it makes its sounds amateur aperture emitter the way you fit into the sound hole or kiss the fitness is amateur porn the best because it feels more authentic getting closer to the source code with your hands feel into the instrument even and nice inhale your breath not lazy or flat, not pushed or squeaky. Slow is key. Habits build quick. Catch it quick. Be diligent. Tell the brain you want it this way. Breath is the process. Be natural in your breath. Add air to the high notes. Each note, add a little air. Listen for clean and clear. That's the air. Remove the pressure going down the scale. You can break an octave. Correct brain. Create good habits. The brain will adapt. Also, you are in touch with superior computers, superstar processing. Play with your eyes closed. Close off, close off sensors. Close eyes, open ears and fingers. Touching, touching, rounding. You are a stone on a shore, so hardcore, even after the glacier broke you. 900 years in the darkness of the ocean floor. Your hardcore storm, some storm brought you to the shore. Wet like sliced apple, aloha stone. Centipede walking, delicate stinging, nettle fairy kiss. Style of sensitivity as delivery, listening. 26 rabbit ears poised in a meadow on the island by the ocean. 26 rabbit ears ready like flat fingers on a round stone that felt glaciers slower than human perception, swirling minerals and rules, the music that comes through you. Wow, man. I thought I had a message for you. You had a message for me. This is fine supreme poetry, my friend. Fine prime poem. I'm in the I'm in the library here, uh, on the island. Dude, we're Got both in the cre- we're both in the creation zone. I'm like fresh off the high of some new tunes because I just I was just hitting the, the momentary button pretty hard. I got like two eight minutes and like a six minute or something that was like pretty prime ones, and it's like, whew, get that like buzz afterwards. Of like, whoa, did that just happen? Yes, yes, <laughs> dude, you're in the buzz of the aftershocks of creating uh, 
of creating probability techno, of delay lying the radio through your consoles, like a like a like a fucking scientist, like a nautical man, like going twelve thousand years leagues under the ocean. Well, and I have to say that maybe for the first time ever, I'm hyped on a particular idea that I want to share on the podcast, which is dual layered because it's hyped because of the singing that you've been getting into. And I'm always hyped about vocal issues. And also it's just this whole entire belief system that I take as true that I realize is not normal for most people. And most people don't know anything about it. And I've almost never talked anything about it because it's just kind of like subset, like normal for me, but it's not for most people. And I should talk about human design theory. Phoenix bum trips bullshit. That is the groove, dude. That's the place to be on this podcast. The things that are normal for you that are not so normal for other people. <laughs> this is something I totally take for granted, which is super ultra weird that nobody would believe in probably. <laughs> And these are the things that are really like the shining. I mean, that's the best. I, that's like the. I have a sheet of paper. I, I'm stoked to hear this. Uh, well, and I get to hit here. you at the personal level with it because you probably don't believe it. And I got something specific to say to you about it because Dude, we're talking about voice. Let's talk about voice believe, first. I don't believe much in this podcast. I'm like, how do I talk to more people <laughs> that I don't believe without disrespecting them in my intentions? <laughs> like, like. You're very open in your beliefs. This is yeah, good. Yeah. It, it was my my excitement was spurred when you said to me in a text, "I want my, I want to open my voice." Right? Yes. Well, sir, I may shock you according to human design theory about what you what your intention should be with your voice. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm. Let's get into it. Are you in? Are you with us? Welcome to Beatniks, Bum Trips, and Bullshit. To set the scene, Sean is in his log cabin in the Santa Cruz Mountains. He's hyped up making probability techno. He's on the aftermath of this creative spree where he's interacting with the random random nature of what comes through through his delay line and he's spreading it through his effects board, spinning it off into some pretty out there wild techno sounds that have added to the end of this podcast. At the end of the podcast, the techno will play with poems that were written after the conversation, inspired by the flow that we got on. I'm in the library on an island. I've been biking around the island, eating apples from trees and looking at rabbits while recording vocals and writing melodies to songs that Sean and I have been creating across the Atlantic between each other over springtime and summer. I'm doubting the melodies and I've just gotten to the point of accepting vocal truth as a being a thing that comes through you. I, I, I got to the point of accepting music as being a place that there's no judgment to. It's like judgment stops you from getting in, from being part of it. And once you're part of it, it's not really you doing it. You're just being affected and playing off of it. I'm hyped up on this. And Sean's hyped up on human design theory because he's looking at me and thinking that I'm a manifest generator. I think he's saying that I'm holding a whip made of light. 
I don't even follow the this human design theory, and I just did a whole podcast on it. So you can, I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll make sense when Sean explains it to us. My favorite part about this whole theory, though, it's like a a theory that categorizes people by their aura types, and with the different aura types, there's a, um, different ways that you then interact with the world. This theory came to this guy though. He's like in a haunted house type of scenario, and aliens come down and like array. They they get down and show him the schematics. Like they break it down for him. Which that's my favorite part about human design theory. And I also like that Sean told me about this when we were working uh, at parking lot jockeys in Shakespeare two years ago. It's like an outdoor Shakespeare theory. And we were running the parking lot up on top of Santa Cruz, big views of the ocean, shot in full beard. We're running back and forth, guiding cars in like it's the most important thing to tighten cars on a gravel parking lot surrounded by eucalyptus trees, looking down at choppy surf below and seeing people get out of their cars. They're all hyped up. I'm coming to watch an outdoor summer performance of Shakespeare. And at this point, Sean has been telling me about human design theory. And so we were in the parking lot. We talked for hours. And it was only towards the end of the summer that I did my own research and found out that the whole theory came from aliens. I was like, Sean, what the fuck, dude? Like, you didn't mention at all that this is an alien schematic theory? And he's like, well, you know, it just didn't really seem relevant. So let's jump in from the library to the log cabin. Phoenix. Bum trips. Bum bullshit. Bullshit. Alter the day you know alter the flow and get into what's going on you never mind you know i was trying to backstory to like whoa like full like contextual backstory too because i don't want to minimize the poem that you just shared which was like full and rich and about music and about how you communicate and as you were reading it i was just like smiling so big and I had just sent you the picture of that kid with a ridiculously huge smile. And I was <laughs> yes. like, you know, getting that level of it with you reading your poem, just by the nature of it being so you and like the way that you communicate is so freaking dialed. And this is kind of one of what, what I wanted to touch on. So it, 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 it all, it all plays in. Um, okay. Let's backstory then. And I won't feel like a, like an asshole outside of the flow for doing it because that kid that you sent looked like he was in a horror movie. It was a close up of him. Like, <laughs> really? No, he was super ultra excited. And like, maybe, maybe there was a touch of terror. Cause he was like, you know, realizing that he was talking to someone that was about to give him, you know, probably 17 to 20,000 views. And can he like handle it and perform the way that he wants to right now? Yo, that might have been part of it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a gust. That's a gust of Peter Pendant wind clumping that we have to deal with. That poem yeah. was constructed then on the run back to the trailer to get uh, podcasting supplies. 
and I wanted something fresh, and it was sitting on the metal steps, looking at the apple tree and looking you out. You just at the hit rabbits. that right now. You just hit that right now. It's I hit the end of it now, and then organized okay. notes on um, organized notes. I had notes on how to play a flute. I was like going through, and I'm like, I must have some old poems, and I opened it up, and I was like, dude, these notes on how to play a flute are so almost poetic. Those were good. I was I was gonna say the note the beginning was ultra ultra strong for sure by the end i was completely bowled over and i'd need to hear it again but it's felt really strong too yes i it's it was easy enough to do because the creative space has been opened like within myself and i'm like able to feel a little bit more of when i'm pushing and when i'm just stepping into currents that are existing oh dude i just leveled up my podcasting skills i just got a text and you didn't even hear it <laughs> you know, I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna Isaac's miss... hitting us up on the podcast, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna miss hearing the rumbling of your phone, dude. I liked hearing your ringtones and all the songs that we were recording like a year ago. I was like, you know, that makes it better having these like beep boops come into it. Uh, I just figured out I shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> dude, and you're high right now on this uh you're high right now on this creative like current that i'm trying to describe like you're in the elation of having just knocked out of the park you had like two eight minute songs that just came through you i am i am yes i have all yeah. of that like wild energy flowing through and i also have a crystal clear and very concrete but also elaborate message that i'd like to deliver <laughs> yes all right thanks for the preamble time i'm gonna let go of trying to control the momentum let go of trying to control the momentum and feeling like i Dude. have to have something to say and just be here and like connect and have like the pinpoint relation i have the point of you you and i the flow are gonna have a lot of fun making harmonies and music together very soon friend because that's a thing that's difficult to do remotely though i think there are a few platforms that can accomplish it but soon again i think we will be singing harmonies and uh we're built for doing it you know it's it's it, we, we've got a good that's why we were rocking it hard with skeleton poppies and um mm, that feels yeah nice. that warms my heart yeah yes it's so good uh, friend that says we're built to sing harmonies together for real it's it's a and it's like a good strong like hearty you know this is how it should be kind of a thing um from a cause from my cosmic perspective not that i'm cosmic but like you know the best i can get i'm saying this from like my true point um yeah, yeah. did you say you're not cosmic how if, what is this I'm saying I don't I'm on. saying I don't I don't have full cosmic consciousness, but I'm trying to tune into that part of me that does, and that's what that's saying. <laughs> yeah. Put yeah. my point on that. That's what I get back. Um so what I want to say is you sent me this this sample of your like version 3.2, I think it was with the maritime law that had the cool quote about like currency and like as soon as you're spending money it's within maritime law and it goes back to uh ancient like biblical times right like what was the but that that was there but then your singing was in it too and the yeah. melody 
when you were so you said something in the text so you, i was already preambled before i listened to it that there was something wrong with the melody you're like i'm going to re-record this melody tomorrow and i was like okay there's something wrong with the melody i wonder what it is and i listened <laughs> in, uh, and it, and i'm like oh i know what's wrong with the melody it's that he's sung it before i don't know if that's what he's thinking but i i've totally heard him sing this before i know he's sung this before definitely it's like the exact same. I don't know exactly what it is. It was like maybe slightly changed or something, but like this is what Kyle sings, especially when he's just kind of riffing and getting an idea. Mm. And, um, and I don't want in any way to diminish you for that because I've been through this process and I've explained to you before that I've started to realize that I just sing the same shit over and over again. I have yes, like five yes. songs that I sing. Yes. And it's like kind of weird weird to realize this so i'm like this is a human design thing because sir i will just openly tell you i i i don't know if i'm sorry or happy to tell you you have a defined throat chakra you sir are a, a projector type aura you have a very unique aura type i don't know exactly what the percentages are but you're in the bell curve of like not many people have this aura type to begin with and <laughs> you don't have a lot of definition you're a very very open aura your aura is super open but the way you communicate is defined you've got a way like you've got melodies flowing through you that are you sing them loud and proud and this is who you are and love who you are and sing it with all your damn heart because good god that is the melody dude and uh i was just hearing i was like holy shit this is kyle right now <laughs> <laughs> this is we we're weird people and we have these things that like are us and we have to try to kind of bridge the gap and deliver it to everybody uh, yes uh, yes Yes. Uh, that's part of that's part of who you are that you get to be that you get to just live and breathe and this is your truth and you have it and you own it and it's always yours it's the way that you communicate and part of it is through melody um it's a magical thing wow deep uh, acceptance of self right there to be able to like connect with yourself and then be okay with it and then to make it like louder while you're singing yourself right I mean, you know, what, um, whatever your artistic process is, you know, maybe use the root melody as a jumping off place to get other melodies out of. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, or just go deeper on that one until you nail it, really. I'm not, that's what I've been trying to do. Um, but uh, yeah, man. So whew, human design is a whole thing. You can hear in my voice. I'm like all jacked up about it because it's like exciting and true to me to like feel like I get to deliver this truth about your character to you. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. How much time? How much time do we have? What, what, what's your constrictions? Uh, I don't know. They're kind of open-ended constrictions. Okay. Um, well, we're not trying to get this within twenty minutes, so we got time. We, we, we can, have a little time. Yeah, we can let it breathe, man. We'll, we'll circle in and out of human design theory and like right. how this relates to singing and, and melodies. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I mean, if we like, I, I'm just saying there's, yeah, can I mean, I can, weave I can like, I can blast into, you know, numbers and stuff, but the, 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 the precursor is that I'm no expert at it and it's, you know, I don't have to be an expert at it to hold it as a belief. It's something that you could get way more heady on for sure. Um, but what are you so you know, stoked? You're stoked then on, on presenting on like, 
you're I, so I'm connecting me to I'm connecting with my sounds that thank, these are the melodies that I make. Yeah, thanks for bringing me back to what I'm excited about. What I'm excited about is that I kind of was developing this theory just from observing within myself, knowing that I have a defined throat chakra and that I had these melodies like returning over and over again that felt really true to myself as I try to do this like true inner like voice work. I'm constantly like singing and like it's just the same things that come back and I'm like am I boring or lame or is this just really true for me and the answer mm -hmm. that kept coming was it was just really true for me <clears throat> and yeah that's yes. weird that's weird that's weird and so here I heard Kyle singing something that I'd heard him sing before out in the ethers somewhere and I was like hmm let me check does he have a defined throat chakra and I, I was texting and he, he's like, I didn't seem to know his birth time or wouldn't tell me it. And so I just kind of went through the whole day and it, it was pretty certain that his whole birthday has a, has a defined throat chakra again, which is curious because there's a lot of open definition that day, but the throat chakra is part of what's defined and whoa, cool. He's returning to the same melodies that are his own and unique and totally different than mine. And yet we have the ability to jump right on top of each other and like harmonize together. We can sing slightly differently, but we know how to listen. You know, if we have the lesson of being open from other centers, we can take that in and communicate, you know, like with our trueness while vibrating together. This is what harmonizing is. And we've both got definitions. So it's like, we're not energy sucking from each other. You see what I mean? It's really nice to sing harmonies with a person who has yeah. definition together you, you have a defined so uh throat chakra according to mm -hmm. human design theory too yeah oh wow mm -hmm. yeah how freaking sweet then that uh our designs can overlap we have shapes that fit together well our the, according to human design theory our shapes are always overlapping and fitting together whether we know it or not and our auras are much bigger than our bodies they extend out like twice as far as our bodies do in all directions. So if you live in an apartment building, for example, you're totally overlapping auras with people like above and below you and to the sides of you, potentially where you're standing and such. This is like very real energy exchange going on and your kind of auras can get bigger and smaller and things. But generally speaking, they're pretty large and they do overlap and we very intensely like affect each other. And all of society is sort of built on these overlapping auras and it's uh fucking sweet it's pretty sweet that we have overlapping like geometric shapes on top of yeah. each other and get going through each other mm -hmm. like pendants swooping through other pendants group dynamics yo like as humans when you stand in a crowd or a group we all kind of like shift our focus in different ways and we're we're all very human oriented for the most part and uh We'll notice different things but like our consciousness kind of works in the same way and this is how leadership works this is why thousands of people are able to be led by somebody who's you know usually uh, got a manifester ability in them their aura type can go manifester or it's that, that potentially in the new world it's going to be projectors who are leading the world projector aura types but ultimately ultimately it should be the reflectors that we're paying the most attention to though they are the most rare aura type the reflector aura type is kind of what we're all spiritually leading towards, which is where we have no definition whatsoever. All of our centers are completely open and our aura type is more than just kind of shiny, like a mirror. It just sort of reflects everything around it. Um, 
I've only met one or maybe two reflectors in my life and they were super amazing. Yeah, definitely two. I've met two reflectors in my life and they were amazing. Top. The best people I've met were reflectors. That's that's what I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. You keep these like uh, pretty keen within you. Like this is something, this is one of your beliefs that. This is real stuff, dude. Kind of steers you. Or this you, is like are, a- you are a projector type. My son is a projector type. Um, potentially, these are the types of people that should be leading groups. But usually, it's not that way in society that we have today. But there's a shift going on where it kind of is starting to move in that direction. A projector would be a, like a, a beneficial leader because they're putting new ideas out there. Like, what's the, why would a, what is the leader now and why is the projector better? Well, <clears throat> most people, again, I don't know the exact percentage, but I think it's something like 30 plus percent of people are generator types. And that means that their aura kind of resonates out from them. And they're generating all of the love and energy in the universe everywhere, pretty much, is coming from this type of person, whether they know it or not. And they right. just like seeing it kind of everything and, and kind taking of everything, everything and taking together all at once together all at once um, and um but um wait did i wait oh, did I, i'm sorry i'm sorry did i say going out no it's coming in it, they're taking everything in but believe it or not this is the love energy that's giving everything to the universe is them taking everything in so they're observing everything they're seeing everything they're taking it all in and through this act it's like a love kind of reciprocal uh, their aura type is like everything's just coming in towards them all the time. Um, oh, and it's like transmuting everything into their internal combustion love. <clears throat> yeah, they're like pulling, they love everything. So they're like pulling everything towards them. And oh, okay, okay. They love it. And their po- love is like the gravity. Yes. Here. Yes. Yeah. The generator like the, energy the yes, is love. Mm-hmm. And then a, slightly, you know, more occasionally, maybe like 15% of people get the ability uh, to start to manifest, they call it, which is where instead of the aura coming in, it starts to bust out. It goes outward like a wave. And um, and it kind of has the effect of potentially moving things out of its way, like bumping things out of its way. This would be a very useful aura type to have in warfare um, or business or something like this. And it's a frequently presently the aura type that a manager would have. So there can either be manifesting generators that kind of shift back and forth. Their aura type can come in and in, or it can go out and out, or it can go back and forth. And, uh, or there's just straight manifestors. Manifestors just are constantly radiating outwards, just Mm. endlessly manifesting out. Uh, I'm, I'm a manifesting generator. I'm both. I go back and forth. Um, Sounds healthy. It's an it's a nice wave to be on, though. Manifesting can be difficult because I don't know how to do it properly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. And uh, where's the leader he, that teaches you how to manifest properly? Like the mystic school that is showing you how to do this, life, how to wield the shapes. Yeah, life is the mystic school, dude. Life is the mystic school. I'm slowly learning how to manifest better exactly what I want. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, Dimensions so, dream cross. 
Okay, so we're describing the orotypes. So projectors have this like very, you know, so far we've had this big like spherical, like in all directions type of aura going on. Suddenly with the projector, we have a, a basically like a laser. You have this like whip laser beam kind of a thing. And that's all you got pretty much. You don't have this big radial thing that everybody else has. You have a whip and you just sample things very specifically and intimately and one at a time. Uh, apparently this is how it's described by the system. I don't know what your experience is. And um, so I try with wholehearted respect to like honor my son's attention. You know what I mean? Like when he's devoted to something, that's a sacred thing. And I get the hell out of his way. But I also respect that he kind of has leadership ability and capabilities. And he sees like where people need to go and where things need to go. And he's like learning how to wield those energies too. Um, and it's because the I, I'm not an expert, but it, it my assumption is that projectors a little bit kind of advanced from the manifesting generator situation, and they have the ability to see very thoroughly and completely what's going on with the manifester. So if the manifester can get to the point where he will listen to the projector, the projector is pretty much going to know better what to do, and then the manifester should go do what the projector and reflector are saying to do oh, and so the world could be a good flow together yeah i'm not understanding the difference between the projector and the manifester they sound similar to me but i heard the, you that the the project the, the, the manifester the manifester again <clears throat> is this sort of uh sphere of energy waves radiating from the person in all directions um outward outward oh, from their okay. center from their core yeah yeah and and yours is more like a laser beam or a whip like it's it's more like a line it's straight it's pointed at something it's it, i don't know why they chose the word projector that's a weird kind of word for it but um i don't know you're if that means that you like project out reality as you're doing that i don't know why they call it that it's more it's more single focused it's not I just remember, like a i remember you describing that you saw this one time when you were skateboarding or something oh yeah yeah donnie darko like yeah that was up on one of those like uh dormant or forgotten vault not uh, what is it called? oh extinct one of those extinct volcanoes volcanoes yeah, Donnie Darko is like the like the cinematic Darko, visualization the, of the, of the projector the, projector prototype. Yeah, and it was this um, like field of like yeah Donnie Darko style, where like Terminator Two or maybe The Abyss, the like those '90s movies that were first using uh, computer generated graphics to make those kind of undulating shapes. Yet it was clear, yeah. and it was coming out from. Um, from, from my chest and it was like while i was on this volcano area it was like kind of oozing in front and it was just like oh yeah that's where i'm going i was like yeah and that's where it would take you're on hawaii uh, in hawaii uh portland portland oh Portland's volcano area yeah portland's dead to dope because it's like three volcanoes around there and the extinct one is like oh, right yeah, down it's like wow. right down. It's like the <clears throat> kind of top of everything. So you get up there and then 
you can start your descent back into the city and it's all downhill cruise. I was up there and I had learned that my ex had just uh, like kissed somebody for the first time since our being together. And I was like so heartbroken already. And I don't know why we were talking. and I don't know why we she told me about this. I guess I must have asked or it seemed like important, but I got like a full description of it, including her touching the guy's chin and I don't I probably shouldn't tell all the details, but I just like remember mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. being so fucking I feel so distant from this now, but at the time so crushed and just <laughs> yes, like so, hurt. Yeah. so fucking I felt like ice cubes just totally broken and like kind of like screaming and yelling as you're skateboarding and your emotions feel like your wheels on the gravel and you're just like making your digs into the turns wow. as you're coming down from this. Like then you get to the point where you're on sidewalks and the sidewalks start clicking and eventually the houses recede and you get to the like lines of bars and head shops and record stores. And it's just like, you're just so just like kind of furious inside, like in the sense of like weather being a fury. Dial me in. This is the, within the same experience that you got the Donnie Darko thing out in front of you. No, nah, the Donnie Darko one was on mushrooms, but it was still being on the mountain. And uh, okay, it's I, like within I, my yeah, my brain just went to. I had three peak experiences. I had three peak experiences okay. on that mountain. It's mm. not even a mountain. Like when you, it's so worn down. I mean, you can just like <laughs> you're talking about it. downtown Portland. <laughs> I mean, it's not. It is a fucking extinct volcano, and you do have to walk up it. Yeah, but you have to remember that when you're there. Hmm. No, I mean, you yeah, can see. Well, it. I, I, no, you can. Hmm. Yeah, you can. You can see it. It's there, but. Hmm. I went up it with a gal on crutches because she had broken her leg getting hit by a car. Hardcore. I think maybe I pushed her in a wheel. I think maybe I pushed her in a wheelchair up it. And it was a beautiful like um, courting moment in summer because I had been feeding her blueberries and visiting her at her mother's house after her leg had broken and was looking at the way she drew dragons and listening to her sing folk songs. And she would sing folk songs in her uh, in the wheelchair as I would push her up this mountain. And we got to kissing and she had just broken up with her girlfriend. And it was this feeling that once her leg was healed, we would have sex on the mountain. And when he, her cast got off, we did amongst the trees. And I was just like, fuck yeah, this is what's up. <laughs> very drawn, very drawn to this like extinct volcano energy. The long, the long unfolding it. stories of romance, expectations of well met. <laughs> <laughs> all on top of a volcano <laughs> yo yo sometimes mm. a romance can like almost be seen the way you have that invisible donnie darko thread like our relations between people can have that light whip activity of like 
this action will lead to this action, which will lead to this. Like the seed is planted and it's going to bloom if it's given proper care. Proper given enough care. Blueberries give enough care. Give enough I'm not trying to push a belief, but I'm curious to investigate. Does you do you hold any beliefs or do you like you obviously hold some but they're not super defined because they're very open. So this whole like detailed thing about a laser beam or whatever is probably not going to like land super hard with you. Or like, how does it sit with you? And my, the idea that maybe you're supposed to be a person who's more of a leader in, in the world. I don't mean to bring, I, I'm trying to like, no, bring I'm wondering, it, it. Exper it. The, the laser whip is yours, my man. Exper experimentationally speaking, I think the whole point of human design is that life is a bit of an experiment and you're supposed to treat it that way and then figure out the best results. And um, so you potentially could run some kind of like leadership experiments. I feel like you have been a little bit, we have been with our music creation process because remotely speaking for the first time, it's kind of just been you in the driver's seat and you kind of like give out some musical assignments. And that has been such a nice way to do it. Partially, maybe that's just my awareness that this is a good dynamic for us. But like, if I trust your leadership, which is difficult for me, that's a good flow. And I think that would apply to a lot of other people who would probably be hesitant to see you as a leader in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to trust the, it's hard to trust the one that looks like a lunatic. You know, you have to like, there's a reason why leaders like dress kind of casual, kind of like business casual. <laughs> yeah, leaders should be the softest people in, in life, you know, the most gentlest. And that's frequently not how it naturally lands. I, the best leadership stuff that I've come across is that, um, it's like the Tao Te Ching. Exactly, those, exactly. Those poems they're just like, to lead by not leading to lead right. by like this actual by like just full support so that it's so encompassing you're just helping everything do what it was meant to do to lead the leaf by watching it as the wind takes it and lands it <laughs> i don't know that sounds like crazy town and <laughs> maybe that's not exactly what it is but <laughs> Yeah, my point is like the the flow of nature, right? The Tao Te Ching is this kind of feeling of timelessness when you're like, you're not really leading anything and that's kind of the best way to lead. It's like everything's already happening and, and then you're just stepping into it. Yeah. You're, you're flowing with it totally. Okay, completely bypassing a single pointed podcast now that my time is feeling more expansive and unknown and I'm bubbling with ideas okay. um, well you know you can just completely let nature flow on its own but if you do a bit of tending in the direction that you want it to go whether it's your garden or your consciousness um you can perennially get the things you want coming back again and again but you do kind of have to set up systems for that to take place without you know invasive and you know weeds and things coming in and uh they got it now there's there's tech for it i don't know all the tech because i'm not you know super advanced on on the garden spectrum but 
I just love this idea of planting a small food forest that you don't have to do hardly anything to. In fact, you could probably go on vacation and walk away for like five years and come back and there would still be a ton of food just growing in your yard and you didn't lift a finger to do it. This is yeah. like what whatever this system is needs to unfold across the lands, you know, lands, across public you know, lands, across the lands, you know, lands. across across the lands, you know, across the Amazon, that whole freaking place is totally in the food tech. Yeah, the exactly. Farmers of the of the mega forests, mm. free freeways lined with peaches, pears, plums, and other tropical fruit. Will. Well, let's take wisdom about what Will. to eat and what to plant and where from the native peoples of our lands. But there's probably also a lot of other really cool things that we could plant in, you know, like boxes and stuff, and pull water out of the air and all kinds of crazy cool things dude it's coming robot automated farming systems robot automated farming systems like uh, infused with are, are they doing that are, are they doing that in your, the sci-fi novel you're working on uh, no they're doing that in, in IRL well, what is that hey, yeah you're right they are that's coming man <laughs> <laughs> the new one <laughs> what what is um what's that farming style called where you're like using your know, farming style where you're regenerative up? it's regenerative mixed with a bit of like witchery like you're definitely planting with the moon. You're, you're harvesting mm -hmm. at like, nighttime according to when the fruits are ready biodynamic biodynamic yeah, biodynamic. Yeah, when the robots get in with the biodynamic. Yeah, yeah. You know what it makes me think about is these these folks who want to go to Mars and somehow make life work on Mars. It makes like why don't you just go to the coast of Namibia and make things work there? You know, go to uninhabited places on the planet. Go to deserts and other places where people just can't live because there's not a whole lot happening there, and figure out systems where you could get small colonies of people living there. Because that would be a great way to make sure that you're going to actually make it work when you land on Mars. You know, like this is a very practical and also very useful thing for us here. Maybe you could get some of these systems going here first before you just strictly design them for only Martian use. You know. Dude, I'm so down for biodomes. Oh, biodomes in like irrigated forest places, pulling like water out of the air. Java, Java, baby. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> Cover okay, the keys. The Cover fellow keys and watermelons. The fellow who I don't mind name dropping, David David Renfro, who built the jam box for me. Um, <laughs> cold called. Name, name cold dropping called me. that no name dropping a name that nobody knows. Yeah, some dude. people know it maybe how do you know some people know it he's got a sphere i don't know exactly what his sphere is at this point but he cold called me because he's into building community and uh i won't tell his whole story super publicly but uh what were we just talking about a second ago <laughs> dude i was kind of bullshitting about robot farms and oh yeah he's building these little micro tiny house things that pull water out of the air Yes, it, yes. The, the people get a gallon of water in their jug, like out Hell of the yeah. air. 
oh, in their yeah. little micro tiny house thing in Santa Cruz. Uh, I don't know how many is he, I don't know how many of them he's got. <laughs> Apparently, he's got a property and a little community garden going, and he's just yeah. getting started and he's looking for help. And I was like, "This is rad." And uh, I, call, I called up Nat and, you know, I was like, this is a really cool coincidence. Not to mention, I've been like super yearning to build some kind of cool little like uh, communal jam cart kind of a thing. Rad. <laughs> yeah. So, so nice to have the jam box person call me, right? No, nah, that's super cool. I mean, the jam box was- is legendary. And to have yeah. this man on other projects hell yeah dude it sounds like yeah. a rad individual Ooh, sonic revelation take me i'm a balloon ah, Pulling, he's uh, a very unique individual he's been through the depths and back again and now he's pulling through and figuring out the codes and giving people toilets that they poop in bags because that's what's allowed you know and uh pushing through things that i morally couldn't push past to try and make this kind of thing happen he had a he had a wise whip which he was trying to do like he was calling the thing uh, like a, an rv park or I forget what the other thing was and nobody wanted it. They're like, no way we don't want to live next to an RV park. But now he started calling them retreat centers. And he he's like, if it's a retreat center, now he's got one going. They, they, he got a retreat center to go through. It's like somebody could probably be on retreat for five. I needed to talk to him and see what the idea is, but I think the idea is somebody could be on retreat there for five years if they need to be, you know? Yeah. See, they look one of these like, Drug addict places? Are these for hobos? Drug addict places? Are these for um, drug addict? People, yeah, homeless people in need. I don't know exactly what the, you know, who, I don't know what the decision-making process is for who gets them. That I don't know the answer to. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, they're, they're not super expensive, but he doesn't, you know, he needs places to put them. Places to put them. Trevor, what? Oh, he he saw the a, a homeless woman putting on makeup, like like uh, in her tent. Like he like threw the tent flap. He saw her putting on makeup. Yeah. Yesterday, and I was just like, that that's so poignant. Like that is there's something there. The, totally. the woman putting on lipstick in the, with the open tent flap in Santa for Cruz. what for what purpose we don't know. Too, I know that uh, one time I was at MH Can which is like a mental health client action network in Santa Cruz. And uh, it's a place where a homeless person can take a shower if they need to. And so I was using it for that purpose. And I was kind of getting out of the shower and, you know, in that like post towel state where you're still a little like warm and fluffy and soft. And uh, I was witnessing an interview that was going on because they were getting some kind of certification or something. And they had gathered a few people that were like regulars at the center and had been helped by them a lot. And they were telling their stories. And this woman was telling her story about how much the showers had helped her and you know mh can in general and she was talking about being homeless and how ridiculously hard it was to keep the job that she had where she needed to like keep her clothes inside of ziploc bags because it was the only way to potentially keep them clean and she had like multiple sets of work clothes that she was like laundering every single day and putting them in these ziploc bags and then she would go and take a shower like and then you know put the zip and then like all all of this because like you're basically camping continuously but you have to present like you're living in a house and she was telling the story in great detail and i was moved by it because i was like i could never do that <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been able to pull myself up like she had 
it was a really impressive story. It takes so much energy to be poor. Like, oh my God. And to try to work a job where you're convincing people something that you're something that you're not. Whew. Talk about mm-hmm. the talk about what the aura looks like there. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. It yeah, the aura dude, when the aura gets cleaned and bright, it can kind of sh- it can shine through anything. When we were working in Shakespeare and doing the parking lot, you were homeless. And sometimes you looked crazy and homeless. And other times, a larger percentage, you were radiating the wisdom of like a poet and a philosopher. You had your huge beard, your same clothes, your like walk from your camp that you were up in the mountains living in, your like disgruntled attitude. And it was like, you would sometimes then be able to like light it up to the level of a I mean you certainly were like talking and chatting with all the Shakespeare patrons and they were all having things to say that was our job going, yeah the repertoire <laughs> going back and forth <laughs> it was interesting to have that be part of our job though I think we got a little bit like lax on that towards the end uh, engaging the patrons during intermission. Exactly. Yeah. That and was part so- of the, we were told to do that. <laughs> I was so <laughs> nervous to do that. I was like, oh, I do not want to do this. And then I that just, was such a fun part of this. That was such a fun part of this. Once I had been given permission, it's a whole different thing. Such a fun but yeah he totally pulled it off too it just i walked straight up to him would you rather be a martyr or uh like a a war hero or like a martyr or i don't know yeah i think that's what i said yeah would you rather be a martyr or a war hero yeah uh, so provocative (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean you pulled that off though going and sleeping outside in a tent that, I mean, that was hardcore, but you, but you did it. That one was a little less demanding. It was an outdoor job anyway, and it was just a more relaxed scene. And I don't remember exactly what this person was doing, whether it was a restaurant or some hotel job or something like that. But um, yeah, I'm not it, saying it's easy. Like, I, you know, I'm I not mean, saying my, it's easy. I'm just uh, saying along other versions of my aura type, along with my aura type, I'm a pig. I, I would never have a super ultra clean job. That's not my mo. But um, y- y- that you know. That, that aside, um, dude, I'm how, like, how energy moves through the world is untold. I like feeling the energy, these shapes, the ores that we're emitting. I was um, on the bike ride here. There was go around a corner and there's a man in his tractor and we're both wearing the same denim jumpsuits. And he's on his cell phone as his tractor is parked to the side next to the old church in the graveyard. And it was like this overlapping moment from my bicycle looking up at him in his glass and case console. And there's like this acknowledgement of each other. And it's just a nod. And it's like a feeling that you have with kind of everybody when you're like interacting. But there's also something that goes through each other. I like picturing it like um, like shapes overlapping, like the pendants totally. of, our, of our auras kind of mingling. Yes thank you for coloring it and like showing it a bit because it's happening we just don't for some reason see that part of it i i, I like to kind of try to get glimmers of it 
uh, with um, when I watched the group of kids, I got four boys coming over um, this afternoon, all playing together. And I need to double check with their parents, what their charts look like. Um, Cause I know some of them, but I don't know all of them. And it's like, I feel like I can see it. I see what's happening. You see the kind of whips whipping and where everybody turns their heads. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, once it's, it's a, like, once you know it, it, once you look for it, it'll start to become more apparent. We could have this whole vision of like seeing these invisible things and sort of, I mean, we, we look at, but, and it's, we it's hard to emotion. see. Be, it's hard to see because we are in it too. We're in it and we're affecting it and we're part of it all. So it's hard to see above from above it. I was coming to peace with my singing on that, like kind of subpar demo. Like, uh, that's, that, that's this, is, that this is the, this is the purpose of this conversation, by the way, if I didn't, <laughs> if we haven't driven that home then we need to revisit this point. I mean, part of the process of coming to peace with the, with the vocal line on that. And then, from a point of peace, being able to grow and like do something a bit more. Yeah. Grow in it. And like, yeah, do something more like amazing and soaring within the scope of like self-acceptance through like, Oh, this, this is my melody. This self-acceptance came from a point of like looking at myself and being like, all right, well, who are you? Right. What is going on on the inside here? Like, because when you're singing, it's coming out and to yeah. not fight it it's like it was really yes. accepting, like, this kind of sucks and yet i want it to be better it was like this paradox of facing off with having to focus and put energy into something that by doing it sets you up to be kind of lame to be like why are you trying to make a cool psychedelic rock song like who do you think you are doing this Mm. And it's like this kind of like grinding push that you have to just let go of because that won't get yes. that won't get me anywhere. It was like fully letting go and then just accepting who I am and what I wanted. And I was like, I want to make this song. Thank you for bringing it back to this. This is what we need to be talking about. Yes. I, uh, I, I don't even know how to respond. I was to kind that, of depressed. I was kind of depressed last night because I was like, "Man, that fucking sucks." Like, I was happy to have sent it out because I was like, "I need to send something" because I have a block to be writing melodies and singing. Like, I want to do it. I haven't been doing it, so it's just like you—you you just must. So I sent it. I was kind of depressed and sort of bummed and just being like, why do you even care? The whole like psychological overlay. I love that it it hits you. These things hit me too. And I love that you care as much as I care about these things because it'll come through waves for me. Like for example, with the flying one, you know, I like set up, set myself up for emotional attachment, which I thoroughly described to you in text messages and was like kind of heady and like, uh, shit, maybe he's not even going to want to edit this now that I've put this much on it, you know, but you did come back. And then I was like in love with it when I first heard it, but then I played it on the big stereo and I was like, I don't think there's way too much mud and bass to play this for Taya on the big stereo. And I was like, third wave, maybe I could just play it over the cell phone and it sounds good like that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> wave of like, ah, do I love it? Or do I, and is it just embarrassing and filthy and me to the core of my brokenness? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Dude, I totally feel you with like, you think you're fucking sick, like totally a fly jam. And then you pay, play it on another stereo and it sounds like 
garbage. It's like, dude, uh, it's it oh, hurts. Man. It's such Wait. a disappointment. It's an emotional Wait. disappointment. It's like finding out your girlfriend had made out with another dude, like even after you had broken up. Like there's this like crushing feeling. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, des- describing the for me what what my singing process feels like is that when you're singing sometimes it feels good and it sounds good to you and you're like yeah and you're going with it and you can get a whole stretch like this and even melodies are coming out and um you know you got to go with that and there might be hiccups or moments of interruption where it doesn't feel good or doesn't sound quite right and this is the practice you know and we like we can move through those things and, but you'd like find the pockets where it does feel good and learn to trust yourself and go with those where it like opens more and gets bigger and you give yourself more grace within it to like whatever it needs. And you explore the sound and play and, and learn more about your own inner voice. I say this to you. I'm, I'm remembering at one point you said to me, we, we were talking or texting or something and I was complimenting you about your music and saying that I had gained a trust for you, like as the editor and as a musician, because there was a point where I didn't really have it and I would constantly question. And now I've learned that like, I need to season myself a bit and reflect on your mixes because they're usually pretty rich. And you came back to me and you're like, yeah, okay, but don't trust my melodies because they're not good yet or some shit like that. I remember this vividly and it hit me and I was like, okay, don't say anything about this yet but there will be a time when I need to point out that your melodies are off the hook and you just need to love yourself on it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll take that into the, uh, I'll, I'll take that into the recording. Take that in dude. Explore what comes out when you just let it be easy and you're not trying to make it something that it's not. I mean, that, that is the course. That is the full course like full on not- physically, physically with your vocal body, your, your vessel that is making the sound. It's an instrument. Just massage it. Like you're having sex with it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how I you mean, open up your, your vocal, your throat chakra? Is you like play with the sound in terms of a sensualist, the sensualist likes to explore all different ways that things feel and everything feels good. This uh, this accepting of it and this accepting of it. What were you saying there? I don't know exactly what you're saying, but it's like it was so fundamental to the feeling of just all creative births at this point in my awareness. Self acceptance, like acceptance of what's coming through, what feels good to come through, and then like letting it open up and grow and expand. Like, because you've yes. you'd accepted it's, what it is in the first place, you've let it then, then, you know, the whole, there's like a meme right now, let him cook, you know, like that feeling of like, give the thing space to grow, you know, like give it a minute and then let it see what it becomes. Yeah. And it's, yes, I like that. Like dude. within, within your let voice, with it, within the cook. moment, within the singular moment of, I just started to sing and I don't even know what the line is about to be. Let me open it up and see what it becomes. This feeling of not forcing it, of letting it be natural, is pulled into that Tao Te Ching feeling of how to be a leader, 
like it's pulled into these invisible flowing states, these information streams that are like coming on since the Big Bang. And they're all existing and going places. And it's like, well, you can be a wizard and get in, or you can be a gardener and grow it. But it's so easy when you just can step in and let it happen. Uh, uh-huh. And you can feel when it's happening through your emotions. Like when it's when something's making you feel good, you can like lean in. It's so simple, but it's like, that is really it. When it starts to feel good, you lean into it. When it starts to feel bad, you kind of pivot away from it and come at it from a different spot. Hmm. You know that uh, the 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 kid, the face that I sent you that you said was scary, even though he was super ultra thrilled and excited and happy. Yeah, he was at the receiving end of uh, a random Omegle video from harry mack the freestyle rapper and um that guy he's a master he's such a master and when he saw this kid who was super super ultra like internet style lit up um he was able to feed on his energy so well that he constructed an especially good you know two to three minute uh, set of bars for this kid and um it's cool to see that master at work but i also know from what he said that he's always working like two bars ahead he composes several bars in advance and he just kind of is like has like two parts of his mind that are working like a train you know so that way he doesn't he's always a few steps ahead and considering that he's a master i totally shouldn't like rail on his uh his methodology but I, I know when i'm singing or freestyling the state that i want to be is exactly in the moment that i'm in with literally no plan whatsoever in front of me and that's a really nice place to be though it's terrifying and rampant with train wrecks so i'm not exactly like advising it for performance or anything but i'm just talking about this place that we're coming from is <laughs> totally totally of critical importance to me i don't know exactly how to to master it but yeah that that presence of being um to me is is the like the 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 truth of of what we're trying to convey right yes if we can get in yes if we can make it feel real for us if it is a real thing then it's not some ego bullshit then it's like then it's we actually have something to say and we can move some things in the world we can move hearts even maybe yo yo yes it's not some ego bullshit fuck yeah i mean that's the thing that you get that's what terrifies me that maybe ter- terrifies not the word but that's what makes me question it is i'm like this is it's our real power that's kind it's of like, part of that's you, kind of part of the care? challenge that's like, part of the challenge that i'm bringing that to you sound good that's some you go, it's like oh i don't Did know you if you would know i don't know if you understand the power of your whip you have a whip that not very many people have and i'm challenging you to level up your whip ability because you do have it and it's not as dangerous as you think to whip it good and what would it mean to level it up I, i'm still I, I don't know because i'm not there you in the theory of this human design you're like ahead of me so it's like baby talking to master you tell me i don't know the whipping is a sense of of leading like it's a, what is the whip yeah you are like a natural born leader 
and you have powerful manifesting abilities, particularly in your definition in your throat. I was just like whipping some whipping some calls and repeats whipping like 20 people in the band that you want to build yeah okay yes yes for real you're the band leader i'm just going to be the drummer <laughs> let's do it we'll go all over the world dude i'll follow you in a band yes let's do it let's come <laughs> back here to this island and play i would fucking love to have a concert on this empty field right next to this like gently lapping ocean Oh. Yeah, I mean, we need some really, really good event designers for for real because we could do some unique one-offs. It'd be fun. I like playing music with you. I like playing music with you in public, like in places like nooks and crannies. Oh, yeah, God, dude, that reminds me of um, I heard of this harp player that traveled down the CU, like is um. Yeah, this river that runs from like Germany up into Denmark. Mm. And she played with, she rode her bicycle along the river and she brought the, um, the, it's not a harp, it's a cello. She brought the cello on her backpack while she bicycled and stopped to play for like animals and stopped to play for farmers and to play for uh, people on their front porches. And she is good. Like before yeah, this, yeah. she spent seven years in like a gray building with no windows playing this instrument all day long with like teachers and like lessons and like interchange, like full on, like go into the gray room and become a master. Mm -hmm. And at the end of this, she takes six months, maybe nine months and builds herself a cello. So she has now a cello that she crafted and she puts it on her backpack in its case and bikes down a river playing concerts the whole way. And this is now lifestyle for this lady. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was, a, I just remember that being inspired about playing music with you in like nooks and crannies and places. And the memory that I had of playing specifically nooks and crannies with you is that 20 UCSE many years ago when we had an acoustic guitar and some percussion instruments and we were yeah. styling making like folk songs and I could sing some things that I remembered and you started just going and you were in the flow like you were in the flow ego drop just pure present of moment and it erupted dude it was so good it was good. That was a really nice like improv set that we did in public there. You're right. I, I remember that, that being was, being lit. I knew it was good because when it came my turn to make it up, to be present, to be like in the moment, I stepped away from it, dropped it, dropped it, and the jam stopped. And I could feel the, you know, then once it's gone, you can kind of have a better sense of what it was. Hmm. That's, you know, the, the story you just told about the, the woman with the, uh, cello it, to me the striking part of it is the the stark difference between the time spent the seven years spent in the room practicing versus the difference of when it all comes alive and she's out in nature and on the porch and you know some beautiful elderly couples you know little village like the the this just the sheer sound of the cello 
in those settings must be so much more alive than in that, you know, concrete room with no windows. And I, I got to have this kind of juxtaposed side by side, very clear uh, contrast experience recently playing with the same guy in the same drum set. And it was good, but we were alone. And then playing with the same guy in the same drum set, same room, but there was an suddenly an audience. This is a different day, but it, it, now there's an audience of, you know, six or seven people. And it was so much more lit, so much more right there. You know, it, it sounded so much better, uh, so much more present with the audience there because it's so much, it's so much more alive with all of their auras feeding on the sound energy. The sound energy is there in the room. You can yeah. feel it bouncing off the walls. The walls become more alive when the audience is there. Yeah. It's like that. Henry, it's like that freestyle rapper you, that you're talking about the Henry Mack. When Harry Mack, Harry Mack. And he's freestyle rapping to that kid that you sent the photo of that I thought was a horror movie, but I re-looked at it and I was like, wow, he is just super stoked. He's like incredibly happy. But Harry yeah. Mack is like in the state where he's then in the wave of this kid's energy. And it's like yes, flowing back into him. It's fully. the same thing happening with you in this room jamming with these seven other people. And yeah, yeah dude, if this lady takes her cello out and now is can get that by playing to cows and can like vibe <laughs> in with the I mean a cello bow and a cow moo like that could happen there there could cows be love music cows love yeah. music yeah the internet knows that cows love music yes yes <laughs> mm. dude I got some internet news on my space podcast while I was biking around the island last night there uh the that telescope they sent out that can read the um the infrared signals they've been yeah the james webb james webb tuned in to a planet that they'd been wondering about the atmosphere scientists and, it, and it's got water no i mean yeah they found yeah i mean yes water's around this yeah, one yeah is crystals it has quartz crystals in its clouds whoa the clouds are made like the vapor is quartz crystals. Hmm. So it's a it's a planet that doesn't rotate like it orbits a sun, but the planet doesn't rotate. So like one side yeah, is yeah. sun and one side is dark, and yeah. the clouds get in like a circumference of the planet. So they're like sucked through from the dark side. They form and then get sucked through through the light, and this kind of like cycle happens. And Whoa. it's like 9,000 degrees or it's, it's hot there. So the crystals vaporize as they come to the sun part and then reform yeah. on the dark part. It's wow. an atmosphere made of quartz crystals. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I love these kind of elemental factors that take place in sci-fi imaginings of other solar systems and things right so yes it's always like the tertiary star systems and things like this yeah that's what struck me i was like oh this is the sci-fi for real like real life is happening yeah it, it's we, where it's we've at been we've been talking about the you know p 
people orbiting each other and song lines orbiting each other. And now picturing it today in terms of, you know, energetic aura fields and the shapes that they make <clears throat> and um, orbits that they make. But uh, of course, you know, <clears throat> binary star systems common, but even tertiary star systems do occur, right? I don't know how common they are compared to binary. I don't even know what that means. Tertiary. It's like three, three stars that are all traveling together and orbiting each other, and they have a system of planets outside of them. Oh, yeah. I've heard about something like this. It would be a planet, like a, a, planet that has three, a planet that has three suns. Yeah, there's something. Oh, I've heard of black holes doing this. Yes, yes, yes. It was like a black hole love triangle that had happened. I remember oh, that yeah, we were talking about that. Point. It spit one out. One was good. So one was rocketing at a very high speed. I don't remember the details of how that love happened. But yeah, they... <clears throat> yeah, yeah. They did exchange. Yo, what was this... Um, this pulling song lines out of the air theory? It, did we cover that? Uh... Kind of, more or less. My point is that you have true song lines running through you, and you need to pay attention to them, notice them, okay. and let them come through you. These are the song lines, the ones that are coming through you. Yeah, you have definition in terms of melody. And if you can, if you can know yourself, then you can know what your like, uh, what your motives are, and and, and where you're coming from. And if you can come from a place that is, I don't know the right word. I want to say pure, but I don't know if pure is really what it is. Like of, of just being, of just being right there with it. Then you can start to like, you know, you just exchange, you flow, you get in the wave of music. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. This was all coming together for me last night when I was like depressed, listening to the wind, how... Uh, just and like kind of upset that i was even upset at putting effort into the song and it not working and youtube gave me the chili peppers in japan and flea is talking with chad and flea's got this like bright pink hair and this cool sweatshirt on and he's talking about uh john the guitarist just being open and receptive for music to come in and move his body to be like a vessel for music and it was like this no dub moment where, yes, that is what you're doing. If you want to play music, you're just opening yourself up to let it happen, to be affected by it. And from that point, it, it's so, I mean, it's fucking, it's so fun. Yeah. The type of, the type of player you are, you know how how responsive you are versus how manifesting you are if you're just hammering out exactly the thing that you do versus if you're really receptive to the audience and receptive to your instrument and the and the environment and the mood at the moment all these things there's definitely different types of music out there um there's all kinds of music playing on the cosmos and you know i don't i don't fully understand what it means exactly as what like what our mission is having a defined throat chakra i don't know exactly how that um plays into our our learning in the experiment i know personally i have an open emotional center which means that i 
can kind of dial like a radio into any emotion that happens to be around me. And I don't necessarily need to take ownership for the emotion that I'm particularly tuned to right this moment. Um, and that's, it's an interesting thing that I'm still learning about myself and like exactly what that means. But, uh, I think for me, it means I need to take care about not hitting it too hard when I communicate an emotion, which sounds funny being the dramatist that I am, but like I have the ability to wield my emotion, if you see what I mean. Um, and jamming that through my defined uh, 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 chakra box, you know, this is a potential for powerful perfor performance. Though, frankly, having an, an open throat center, many, many performers have an open throat center, so if you're listening out there, don't let that stop you in any way. Um, open or defined, you know, is, uh, again, open is kind of what we're leading to what we're learning towards. Um, and, uh, yeah, that shiny sparkly aura. I love to just sort of envision what that would be like where your center dissolves you don't even really have a center anymore and you're just this sort of glimmer that's with everything around it. Oh, awake now? All right. I'm here in my private office talking in my car where I have a seat warmer. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Dude, before you go, I wanna, if you have it in you, I want to hear your new poem. Which, which one? You were on a roll, dude. You, you were... Didn't I? I'm like... Uh, number 51. I Didn't I record that for you, though, already? Yeah, I guess I could just play the recording. I'll do that. I can play the recording on the podcast. <laughs> it was a good it was a good recording. Um, yeah, it was a good recording. Okay, well, then that's the perfect example of being, of going with the flow of something, of being yourself while being a gardener. You were in the flow of of poetry that was coming to you as you're doing your day but you were the gardener in the sense of cultivating it like you worked at it you kept bringing it to you and you essentially just gave it focus you gave it focus that translates into energy and you grew something so that by the time you got to 51 poems it's so fucking rad like it's clear it's hyper it happened really fast it just like you were already done and then there's like oh here's another one it just comes out it is one of my favorites that you've ever written <laughs> thank you <clears throat> i'll have it as a tag but, to the, to but the where but where is your garden is it outdoor and under the sunshine is it swaying in a natural breeze or is it in a concrete room and under some special frequency fluorescent lighting with electric fans dancing harder than the breeze would? Is it flowering fast every three months or 
Is it getting nibbled on by birds? Is it growing next to cabbage, next to mullein? Are the sound effects influencing the techno that will probably be edited later? Or is it the techno that was edited before, which is affecting you now? Hitting much harder and faster than the sound of my voice pumping like my heart does after a good bong rip. What are these weird white spheres in my weed? Are they eggs or some kind of fertilizer? This is definitely factory weed. Good homegrown smokes different. It's an entire experience. I don't care what the percentage of the THC is. So here I am, heated in the morning, 5 a.m. waking, burning and knowing, coffee strong. I like the cheap stuff. Dark roast, redwood trees, dark. No tan is needed here. White on my skin. There's no way to grow anything here except possibly in the attic. That's what they did before, and maybe I'll do it again, pumping water from the creek round in a circadian rhythm with a huge tank of fish pooping, and I will call them poop shits. I have already planned it. This is my vision. Poop shits will be the hottest on the market. Perhaps I will need a permit. Now it is time, but apparently I must go and be a parent. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nice freestyle. A perfect example of being in the moment, of accepting yourself so that you can be a doubt itching, like, uh, information stream. <laughs> right on, bro. Human consciousness. Human consciousness rocks. It's so good. It's good. I'm transitioning from my heated seat to the bistro table, my friend. Yeah, yo. Yeah, uh, ciao. Yeah. Ciao. Ciao. All right. Still in the library. Note to self. When editing the podcast last time, could feel into the sense of like pressure and the sense of pushing and the sense of trying and those parts got cut out. The feeling that happens when um never mind, fuck it. It's only real when it's together. Fifty-one. Backed this Bialetti off the burner slowly so the still liquid inertia doesn't blow your beautiful broth. Jasper mug down on Farmica table, couch even softer than my fat, nearly thoughtless. Perfect. Aware I have to find a new rhyme for Maribod soon. Duty calls nearly as hard as the homegrown. Childhood's end on top of the hour of the bees, waiting for a call to get off the oxcarbazepine. There are 51 seats of power, or was it 108? Places where the universal goddess, body, address, is metaphor manifest for an elbow mountain, a navel cave. 
Hot, bolder teeth, gentle panging, transliterating masturbation, Barbara Santa, Buckeye Knoll, sustain us when the bay nuts skip a year. No buzz for us. Keep up, improv, take it down, this one's bonus. Love off the morning. There's no need for anything to feel awake. It's more the sweetness of the bee's journey condensed in the broth, crossed with the freeness of half and half from food church. Low nutrient density, all things swirling, health and disease, comfort and pain, like sand getting scratched off a foot. Sluff yourself a little. Holding back filth like a damn body, God gave unto the world scorpions, and labeled in it the deepest, darkest water within us. Inner planets keeping closer, parallel elevens, lost half my triangle, and now I'm never sure if I'm going to make it through. Round the horn to the one again, blowing and blowing. How many blowies? He's almost eight and he's starting to get lit up by romance. A good kiss. Everything is in this. Endless. Like this. Bonus. A manifest generator with a whip made of light. Leading a band, uncoiling lightning, recoiling on actions like two drum sets, three powerful experiences on extinct volcanoes. Seven years in a gray room practicing is not as present as Harry Mack freestyling off the energy of one thrilled fan. It's complete presence traveling the land with an instrument she made and transports on her back, bicycling downriver, playing cello for cows. Cows love music. The internet knows this. Music I liked last night. SMS sent demo tracks with a note that they sucked. They lack everything except personal sonic signature, the shape of melodies that make a person defined throat chakra, cross, cross fade geometries, cross fade geometries with farmers in tractors looking down at their cell phone. Like we all have our auras, these auras have shapes, the shapes overlap, bicycling past the cemetery, merging invisible aura geometries with the farmers in the tractor we both have on denim jumpsuits he felt it too he felt it too we nod in the moment the way to make music is the same as a podcast it's the same as this nod it's a way of just being like a nodding Dao De Ching ruling to the collective information streams human beings are receiving. Whip. Whip. A whip giving people bags to poop in. That's what's allowed. A whip to know what you're whip. doing. To say it. Whip. Be honest. Be clear. Be whip. succinct. 
how you respected, how you are, and how you received a whip as the Blue Jay scolds me. Oh no, that was just a squirrel. A whip of techno heart shot off the press. How energy moves through the world is as is it unfolds. Frisbee. Interruption decentralized by desire. Poems flow easily in the truth ray. Rotating like a turntable, I'd prefer 108 revolutions. More definition in me. But I want to be empty, like a sparkle, like a other one, glowing, knowing my wisdom is only in showing others how beautiful they are. Simple as that. Zen burned, cone known, mind approaching its own desire, like a big, empty and broken warehouse room with chair in the middle. Clown in it, of course. Clown as you, unless you're lucky enough to begin to imagine an empty chair, or better yet, a room that was never there in a forest, and, and we're back to square zen, and all fed up with time again, and arguments about its supposed direction. Is that what it is? Is having a definition like having a direction? There's just a way that you go? Move me with my mouth growing open, relaxed, like my palate is wide and widening maybe drooling so swallow sweet melodies in the morning to your microphone warbling decode information streets with sure transparency even when it means writing incoherently and incessantly beware of boxes of ideas don't dig too deeply in them like the pattern to warm wisdom doesn't mean warning it is only the voice of it As the blue jay scolds me. Oh wait, that's a squirrel. <laughs>